You're listening to the Stay Sore Podcast, where we talk about physical, financial, and emotional strength. Why stay sore? Because nothing good comes easy. Here's your host, Bo Skitsko. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Stay Sore Podcast. I'm your host, Bo Skitsko, and today I have the pleasure of talking to a gynecologist, Dr. Jeannie Notek. Um, thank you for having me in your office. Absolutely. My pleasure. So um, what's the proper description? Gynecologist or OBGYN? What is it? Um, most gynecologists practice obstetrics, so we're OBGYNs, but sometimes as a physician, you know, develops in their career, they stop doing the obstetric part, so then they're considered gynecologists. Okay. But so- most do the combined obstetrics and gynecology. Okay, so OBGYN, right? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, thank you for having me here. So, ladies, this episode is probably for you. Guys, first of all, if you have a lady, send it to your lady. Second, um, if you want to understand, you better tune in. Um, How long have you been doing this? I've been practicing for 17 years. 17 years. All right. That's quite a while. Um, I have been in the health and fitness industry for over 10 years. So, let's combine your uh, experience of professionalism, your theme with my theme, and try to give the listeners some some information, knowledge, entertainment, maybe. Sounds like um, a plan. Okay, so right into it. First question, working out during your menstrual cycle, during your period, good idea, bad idea? What do you think? For most women, it's going to be a great idea. I, I think most women have reasonable menstrual periods in terms of volume, so working out during their period is going to help with some of the nuisance symptoms of their period, like cramping or bloating Mm -hmm. or PMS, because they're naturally going to get those endorphins that they get from exercise to help with PMS, help with their mood. When When you say help, do you mean like uh, not feeling the pain, the discomfort? Well, we'll get to that, but more just kind of the irritability, the moodiness, Mm -hmm. those endorphins are going to help them feel better in that sense, just in terms of their their mood, in terms of discomfort with the period, with cramping that they may feel or bloating, working out is going to help with that because it increases your blood flow all over. So mm-hmm. you're you're sending your blood flow to all other parts of your body. So it's not going to be centralized in your pelvis, sounds- and you're not going to feel that engorgement, that pressure, that heaviness. Um, when you're working out, you're naturally keeping yourself hydrated. I hope. So, so that can help with like, you know, overall, you know, over the long run, bloating and constipation that can get worse during your period. So lots of benefits. Now for very few women who might have fibroids in their uterus that are causing heavy menstrual periods, they may notice that while they're working out, their periods can be a little bit heavier. So then they're going to want to modify what they're doing during those heavy days of their cycle. They might do more yoga or stretching or so not intensity? as less intensity, okay. but they absolutely can continue to work out during their cycle. So from what I understand, it's even a positive. Oh, absolutely. Awesome. Okay. So uh, how about working out during pregnancy? Oh, we encourage that as well. Um, when somebody is newly pregnant and they've been working out, I'll discuss with my patient what they're doing, what kind of workout. I encourage them to continue working out, but also to listen to their body because they're going to know when their heart rate's getting going up higher with 
you know, certain level of exercise that, you know, prior to pregnancy, maybe it took them a little bit more um, intensity or repetitions to get to that level. Mm -hmm. So they're going to know when to, you know, kind of take it easy. So but just it, listen to your body. Right. But it definitely helps with one, maintaining a normal weight gain in pregnancy, mm -hmm. um, just keeping the flexibility, keeping that, you know, the benefits of the cardiovascular part of working out. So, you know, you're not feeling as winded or exhausted, you know, with the weight of the pregnancy. And then of course, during labor, because, you know, the pushing part of labor, mm -hmm. especially for a first time mom yeah. can be anywhere from one to three hours. So you need stamina and working out Okay, will help stamina. you build that stamina. Besides stamina, just the core strength to be able to push hard. Sure, okay. that definitely would help. So uh, when I have a client and I train a pregnant woman, first mm -hmm. time or not, usually uh, my guideline or my advice, so to speak, is don't do anything new. Just keep doing what you have been doing. Mm -hmm. Listen to your body. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Okay, awesome. Let, let's uh, deviate a little bit from the fitness But part. let me add yeah. one more thing. I do tell my patients... If they're not working out, but they kind of want to, you know, start off with simple things like walking or make it a vigorous walk. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that if they didn't work out before pregnancy, that they have to be sedentary during pregnancy. They can like gradually mm -hmm. start something and then with the guidance of their physician, you know, see where they can go with that. So start slow and listen right. to your body. Awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I love that. Um, so a little bit uh, deviating from the fitness topic. Um, contraception. Since we're already mm -hmm. here, let's talk about it. Uh, what's what's the most effective way, like the most effective mm -hmm. contraception while avoiding the most side effects, so mm -hmm. to speak? What's your advice? Um, honestly, I would say the most effective are what we call long-acting reversible contraceptives, well, which tend to be... <laughs> sounds intimidating. Yeah, but the, the slang or, or the more common term that people would know are IUDs. Mm -hmm. So these are devices that need to be placed into the uterus during an office visit. Mm -hmm. But in, in terms of efficacy, once they're in there working and IUDs can last as long as three years to 10 years, depending on the type. So it's in, it's working. It doesn't rely on, you know, the patient remembering to take a pill every day, mm -hmm. put in a vaginal ring, come to the office for a shot. So in terms of efficacy, that's going to be the most effective. It's not um, affected by medications, you know, occasionally antibiotics can affect a birth control pill. Um, is, it, is it a mechanical thing or a more of a hormonal? Um, there's two different thing. kinds. So the more common kind is a hormonal. It mm -hmm. contains progesterone only, so not estrogen. Mm -hmm. um, the benefits are over time, the periods become much lighter. Some women or many women actually will stop having periods with it in. But I tell my patients, that is okay and normal if it happens when you're using hormones. If you just stop having periods randomly when you're not using hormones, you need to, you know, be evaluated. But that's a nice benefit, you know, not having to worry about the, so the period every that's month. The most effective with the least side effects. I def I would definitely say with the least side effects. You know, any type of hormonal contraception initially there's going to be side effects. Your body has to get adjusted. You're going to have irregular bleeding. You might feel nauseous or breast tenderness or bloated. Um, with the IUDs, they're not side effect free because irregular bleeding is by far going to be the most common side effect. And it probably will last a little bit longer than somebody who's starting a birth control pill for the first time. Mm -hmm. 
But I always tell my patients, you know, the benefits outweigh it and you will reap the benefits, you know, if you keep it in and, you know, get to the point where you're having the lighter cycles or no cycles. Okay. Okay. Um, when you say put it in, is that a surgical It's not a surgical procedure. It's done in the office, but it's something that the patient would not be able to do themselves because we're placing this device into the uterus. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, you have mentioned a few times the word pill. Mm -hmm. Me as a trainer, I hear this all the time. I want your professional opinion on the pill. Mm -hmm. Um, Are there side effects in terms of, I understand that's a hormonal thing. So Mm -hmm. are there side effects in terms of weight loss, performance, fitness. Mm-hmm. So in my world, in the gym, mm-hmm. is there any side effects from the pill? Um, there are conflicting studies in terms of if the pill or any hormone contraception causes weight gain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I looked this up numerous times and there's nothing concrete. In my anecdotal experience, um, I tend to see patients who are on a lower hormone dose pill gain little to no weight. Um, Typically with a birth control pill, if you have weight gain, it's usually within the first three months, you get, you know, two to five pound bump in your weight, Mm -hmm. but then it's not sustained. Um, Where, you know, on on the opposite end is um, the shot called Depo-Provera. Again, in my experience, you know, studies um, do say that, you know, of all the contraceptions, Depo-Provera causes the most weight gain. And I definitely see that in my patients. And I always caution my patients when we're going through all the options that, you know, that's the one where I see weight gain. And I just kind of, I see it when they come in every three months, it's like a few more pounds and a few more pounds. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah. Interesting to know. Interesting to know. Um, so for a person, let's say a girl, whoever, who's looking for a new gynecologist, a new doctor, um, any tips on what to look for for in a doctor? Like what mm-hmm. are the signs of a good gynecologist? Um, I would say first and foremost, you want to make sure your gynecologist is board certified mm-hmm. because then you know that your gynecologist has passed, you know, rigorous tests. They keep up with their continuing medical education. Mm-hmm. There's other, um, computer program simulations that we have to go through to maintain our board certification. So I think that's by far the most important to look for. I am. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So what are the uh, three, let's call them red flags where you, you, you should probably look for a different doctor Mm -hmm. if you see or notice those things. Yeah. Um, I think it's all, it's nothing specific in terms of education. I think it's Mm -hmm. your sense of how the visit went. Do do you feel that your gynecologist is really listening to you or are they just kind of getting through the exam and, you know, not looking at if you come in with a problem, are they exploring all options? Are they talking to you about how it's affecting your life or what else is going on to try to get to the root of the problem and not, you know, zeroing in on, you know, what they think is the diagnosis at the beginning of the discussion and not considering other diagnosis. So it's really listening. Okay. So, okay. Got it. So listening, you have, you should have, you should feel a connection. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that's why I tell my patients, you know, that there's different doctors because I may connect with a lot of women, but I'm, I'm sure I'm not connecting with everyone. There's different personality types, different 
styles of practice. So you have to find a physician that you feel comfortable with in terms of their style of practice and, and just, you know, the personal connection right. is important. So relate with that. It can be a gym that wipes with you or mm -hmm. not. It can be a trainer that's right. super knowledgeable, but yeah. it just doesn't work out for that particular mm -hmm. person. It's totally fine. Um, okay. Uh, let's go back to the fitness world because that's where my passion is, health and fitness. And um, when, uh, how should I word this? In, in your experience, um, how does, how does, lifestyle choices uh, affect your clients, meaning um, either labor or just the female mm -hmm. health and stuff. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you, like to everyone, recommend to everyone things that can make the women's health better? Well, I think the elephant in the room and the obvious thing is weight. Mm -hmm. you, you can't state the numerous areas in your life that your weight's going to affect you in terms of, you know, your physical well-being, you know, how you feel about it psychologically, but also um, in terms of the regularity of your period, the heaviness of your period with pregnancy, um, increased risk of developing diabetes of pregnancy, high blood pressure of pregnancy, preeclampsia. I mean, there's so many medical conditions that are related to weight in pregnancy or just in the GYN part of a, a woman. Okay. And it, it just encompasses so many areas in medicine that, you know, people really have to, you know. So weight is not just an aesthetic thing. Right. Oh, definitely okay. not. Okay. That's where I wanted to go because I don't think it doesn't, it doesn't matter aesthetically. Whatever you're mm -hmm. into, that's your deal. I don't yeah. care. But uh, weight can affect Right. Your and here's an example. So women who are overweight, mm -hmm. their adipose tissue, their fat cells make a hormone that's similar to estrogen and it stimulates the lining of the uterus. Mm -hmm. So too much estrogen in the uterus can lead to what we call hyperplasia or mm -hmm. abnormal thickening of the lining of the uterus. And over time, the cells can become abnormal and lead to endometrial cancer. So one of the biggest mm -hmm. risk factors for endometrial cancer is being overweight. I didn't say that. Yeah. That's coming from a doctor. Okay. And there are also okay. some studies that show um, a relationship between weight and breast cancer because some breast cancers are hormonal receptor okay. affected. So the same theory would hold true with okay. that too. Got it. Got it. Okay. Personal question really quick. I know you have a full-time job. You're super mm -hmm. busy. I know you are a mom of five kids that are not just physically active, yeah. also socially super active. Mm -hmm. How do you find time to stay fit, work out, eat right? How do you find time? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't always a priority, but right. at a certain point in my life, I made it a priority probably around the, between my fourth and fifth child. Right. You know, I, I noticed I wasn't always losing the weight after the pregnancies, like the first couple mm -hmm. and I wasn't happy with it. So I knew I had to do something. Okay. So I started working out. I always felt like I was a pretty healthy eater. Mm -hmm. um, my family in general are, but I think the the physical activity part, you know, wasn't a priority. I didn't make time in my schedule, mm -hmm. and and that's the most important thing is making time in your schedule and really not having any excuses. There's, you know, there's days when I come into the gym on post call. You know, I was up all night doing a delivery and it would be the easiest thing to just call you and say, hey, I'm too tired. Mm -hmm. But by making myself go in, you know, maybe the first part of the workout isn't easy. But when I'm done, I'm just so 
glad, you know, happy with myself, accomplished. Yeah, that that I went, that I had the workout. And then it does, it makes you feel better. You're not as tired. So there's and all those extra benefits. For your exactly. Okay. What, what, when, when talking about working out, what, what is like, some, for some people walking is a workout. Mm -hmm. What is a workout for you? What do you do during your workouts? Oh, well, it varies. Um, yes. There's days when we do heavy lifting. So I'm doing, you know, deadlifts, bench presses, oh, wow. um, clean and presses. I mean, just different things okay, with, so with heavy weights. Awesome. I love to hear that. Okay. Yeah. So it's not just a little ponytail swing, right. like, right. like workout with pink balls. It's, right. it's literally like heavy lifting. Okay. Yeah. But not always. I mean, there's, there's days where it's more cardio, but not just cardio because there's always some type of strength training okay. with the cardio. Awesome. I love that. I really love that. All right. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much for, for all the information, for opening your office for me and talking to me. Um, let's see if the listeners have any questions, if they comment, if they love that. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll come back and follow up with those questions. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, and I see you guys in the next episode. Stay sore. All right.